something that I've been thinking about a lot is our intro because it just feels really, really stale right now. Okay. Um, like we've just been doing sort of the same intro for the entire podcast, and that's like, it just feels like we need to switch things up. So could we run a couple of like things that I have been thinking about for the intro? Yeah, sure. I've been thinking about it too. So go ahead. Okay, cool. So I'll I'll introduce my. Well, I guess you. I would I'll introduce myself and then you introduce yourself and I'll, then I'll introduce the show. Does that work for you? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, go for it. We're, we're rolling. Hello and what's up, everybody? My name is Keating Shimeri and I am a, a game designer and artist. Where are you from? Oh, and I'm um, currently, uh, you know, having a nice time at the park with my family. Hello, what's up everyone? And I am Tiran Costello and I am a game designer and musician and I am I'm currently in uh, in Sweden. And this is The West Wing by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> okay, so how do you feel about that one? Oh. <laughs> I've got more. I've got more. We can let's just go on okay, to the next okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. Run the let's go okay. on to the next one. Uh, hello and what's up everybody? My name is Keating Shimeri and I am not what I look like. Hello, everyone. I'm Tyrion Costello, and I am a game designer and musician. And welcome back to Unlimited Jokes, the Infinite Jest fan cast. So it sounds like you don't want to change the um, the intro. You want to change what the podcast is. It just feels really stale, you know? I was streaming the other day. I, maybe, maybe you saw this. I was streaming, and someone was on in a Discord call on my stream, and he referred to McDonald's. And he said, wait, we could say McDonald's, right? <laughs> Like, <laughs> we're gonna get demonetized because you mentioned mcdonald's oh no i can't help but talk about the big mac <laughs> it's so yummy anyway welcome to fraser chase this is the show where two game designers chase uh kelsey grammar regardless of our mood <laughs> no but for real guys welcome to game jelly this is the podcast where two game designers and brothers who are brothers and game designers um, while being brothers at the same time make design you got this. thank you a game and it's you you are the journey we are the destination you've been the journey this whole time mm-hmm. look down and look back up and you're me now and I'm running away with your body, your your youth, your youthful body, young listener. It's amazing that we got David Blaine on the show. This is a podcast where we design a game. It's about the journey. It's it's about the destination, but it's more about the journey. I'm Tieran Costello. I'm a designer and musician. I'm coming to you live, not so live, from Sweden right now. And I'm Keating Shimeri. I'm a game designer and artist, and I'm currently falling from a great height. But you know me. I always make time for a podcast really really great height but you brought your iphone with you baby we gotta get this show on the road though yeah gang we told you to be ready half an hour ago uh i want to hear about the thing you were you you said you had like a setting something to work with i want to see how much we have to work with today totally so so the idea that i was thinking about is basically just in terms of a character i was looking at orchids and thinking that's a character so my thought was orchids look like a fairy is like trying to hide and so it like became an orchid, you know? They've got a little face on the front and they're sort of like curled up like a like a little person. Um Does this make sense? I'll Google. I'll Google. 
does this make sense? <laughs> does this make sense? Um, the other thing that I was thinking about as an option is... Um... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I, th- I thought we were about halfway through. <laughs> wait, say what you said again? For everyone out there who... Okay, no, go ahead, go ahead. Say, say what you said again. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. I, um... <laughs> so my thought was basically a character who is a fairy mm. who, um is an orchid and like maybe they can sort of change between being an orchid and a fairy or maybe it's like they're an orchid who just like walks around and it's sort of like an anthropomorphic orchid um okay um so we were both supposed to come with a character keating came up with this i came up with digit from cyberspace (laughs) the cyber chase that's what it's called digit from cyber chase um we really bring really cool stuff to the table, you know? Yeah, I bring copyrighted materials. Are we allowed to talk about Cyber Chase? Wait, we're allowed to talk about Cyber Chase on here, right? So I wanted to hear your second idea. I kind of like, I kind of want to just design a game that's Digit from Cyber Chase and an OC. Um, so that's my first option is like a little, you know, orchid that can walk and talk and well, it doesn't have to talk, I guess. But, you know, there's fun flower magic there. There's fun plant stuff. My other thought was a much more tame thought, which is just a gardener character who has a backpack that has an orchid in it. Oh, that's kind of cool. Which, yeah, I just like the visual of. Okay, but a game, this is a really abstract idea that I feel like people haven't really done. Maybe I shouldn't preface this with a really cool idea until I know exactly what it is. But an idea that I feel like I haven't seen done that could be interesting is a game where there are chapters and they alternate. Oh, wow. Oh, God. How do I put this? Basically, without explanation, the chapters alternate which character you're playing as. But in some of them, it's kind of this like literal representation, like human being who kind of looks just like very flowery and has this orchid in his backpack and it is like more down-to-earth grounded gameplay like i'm picturing like puzzle platformer like sides like limbo style side-scrolling thing there are like those chapters and then every other chapter is this like abstraction of it is this like fairy orchid thing that you're describing with these like fairy powers with like Mega Man kind of style like cool platforming and enemies and stuff like that and then these chapters just kind of alternate without an explanation at, at least at first of like what the relationship between the two is it's really abstract it's not this is not something where I would like pitch this to designers who aren't my brother like I wouldn't be like oh I have this crazy idea for a game because it doesn't really have a, a hook like something Keating and I were talking about before we started recording was like Limbo is a game that is really amazing and has that kind of masterclass in design kind of quality to it, but it's hard to do an elevator pitch for Limbo. It's like hard to describe exactly what Limbo is. This idea I just said is kind of like that to the nth degree. There's not really a pitch for this. I just like the idea of like, without explanation, we alternate between these two different protagonists who are clearly related thematically. I really like that. I really love things where where in a piece of art it varies how um, like literal it is. Like I love in a still piece of visual art when like parts of the canvas are much more literal and parts of it are much more impressionistic. And I think it's cool 
to do a gameplay thing where that's true over time in different sections of gameplay. We could lean into that to make it more possible to have like an elevator pitch kind of thing for it, like lean into a game instead of alternating, have this game continue down these this like rabbit hole of abstraction until you're just like moving colors through water, which is not I think the other design is cooler or more playable and fun. But like it would be kind of a cool game to say, like we go from gardener bringing his orchid into like chapter two. You're playing as the orchid. And I would really want to keep this idea you had of moving around as like an orchid fairy thing. It can be an abstraction of like, what is the orchid's experience of this like? And that would be really cool. And it would be really cool if it were like, you realize, oh, this is when I saw that lion as the guy, this is, this was the orchid's kind of like interpretation of that. But the orchid thinks it's the one with agency in this situation. That's the way I would spin it. And uh, the guy is Digit from Cyber Chase, right? <laughs> I don't know. I have to look up Digit from Cyber Chase to see what I'm signing on for. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> haven't seen Cyber Chase. Haven't seen Fraser. Yeah. I haven't seen Fraser Chase. <laughs> yeah, your uh, YouTube mini series. Right. Oh yeah, Digit's great. If you look him up, why does he have to have those wrinkles? Like, why is he shriveled? <laughs> why is he shriveled? Why does he have to be this way? Picking up where we left off. Digit from Cyber Chase is carrying an orchid on his back. Is it? I actually. Is it actually? No, digit? it's not actually Digit. It's not actually. It can be a Digit inspired character. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This artist just rendered what Digit would look like as a real as a, as a real guy, and it's everything. Okay. So a guy. So um, let's let's just say like an old, an elderly character, but doesn't doesn't feel like like no gender specified. If you're good with that is uh doing this kind of yeah like side scroller puzzle platformer i think that seems good okay um puzzle platformer kind of thing carrying this orchid the obvious route to go is like wally style you have to carry this like sign of life i don't know if that's i kind of like the idea of him like moving through the wilderness so there's some more special kind of like connotation of the orchid but i also would want it to have kind of like clear theming like a clear theme without having like text or anything like that so i would love it if the theme wasn't like i would love it if the theme wasn't preserve nature because i don't believe in that no i'm (laughs) sorry i would love it what do you believe in like ruth is giving me such a look right now and i'm sure will be as she's editing the podcast as well um no i would love it if the theme weren't just like preserving this just because i feel like that is the easiest route to go and wouldn't you know when you play something and the theme is so obvious that you don't even register what it is or like not just games like movies and stuff too it's like you just don't even like you ever watch a marvel movie and you literally are like whoa i didn't even like think about like what the kind of primary when people say like oh the theme of this movie was good versus evil (laughs) if i see that in like a youtube comment section i'm like I'm not saying you're, like, smart for figuring that out, but I never would have thought of that. Yeah, honestly, I think I'm really bad at thinking, period. <laughs> That's just not related to what I'm saying. No, but no, I think I'm really bad at picking up on movie stuff in general. Because um, I'm people are always like, I... <laughs> like I clocked what this movie was about from a mile away and I'm like I did not clock what this movie was about even after I left the theater. Okay. 
So you're saying the opposite of what so, I'm saying. I don't think it's the opposite. <laughs> you're saying you don't find... If I, now I'm worried because you're just saying, no, I have no idea what the theme of something is. Um, but my point was just that it's like when something has... I guess what I'm trying to say is very, very simply just like cliches when they're too cliched they actually lose all meaning and it's like I, I don't hate cliches i think for instance like wally is a movie that uses a pretty a pretty tried and true like theme uh of just like preservation and just like you know the interstellar kind of like lack of resources and what do humans do next thing but it does it makes really really good use of that theme and it's memorable and i can point to that as like this yeah this movie has this theme like that's my example now before interstellar before other movies i'm sure have done that before um those are the two movies i've watched wally and interstellar but it's like wally is something that it's like it did that theme well enough that that that's not what i what i associate with it but it's not like that theme in and of itself is like mind-blowing or or inherently beautiful or anything like that and i think if you're just playing a game where yeah, we're carrying we're carrying this flower somewhere and we're going to plant it here and it's going to become like the life tree or whatever. It could be done really well, but that plot doesn't carry its own weight exactly. Like it's very familiar. On the other hand, if you portrayed it as like this person who's carrying this thing is really like really really old and like really like moving really slowly and stuff like that, it could be very beautiful in some way. But then we couldn't do sick platforming tricks. Yeah, I was trying to think about how to do a platformer with a geezer. <laughs> that that may be... Um, I'm, listen, I'm sorry. Um, we cut that. Let's <laughs> scrape the... Let's just scrape the tapes. Just make... It's like we're not cutting that, but we're just making it unlistenable. Just like fingernails on chalkboard. It, just, it will just slide right off the brain. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I was thinking about just, you know, in thinking about flowers as a as a game thing right now, there's a magnolia tree blooming right outside my house. Um, but then I was picturing bringing an orchid to like the base of a tree and planting it there, which I kind of like the visual of. Me too. And the other thing that I was thinking is if it's if like planting this orchid somewhere is some sort of spiritual thing that also could be or not even necessarily spiritual but just like honor yeah yeah doing this game okay why do we god dang <laughs> it's okay you can make it sad <laughs> thank you thank you we're it's always gonna get sad i'm so sorry i'm looking at my list of game ideas and wondering how we'll make timothy chalamet's first game <laughs> sad um <laughs> Doing the game as a grieving ritual, I think, would actually be much more interesting than the, like, preservation theme. Yeah, because then there's also a cool thematic thing with looking at the world through the oh my God. orchid's eyes. I'm going to cry, yes. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I, I think of the orchid as being very optimistic. I don't know why, but, which, you know, grieving doesn't have to be not optimistic, but um, yeah. it might be a nice pairing. I'm really con- We're sort of sadness sommeliers. I'm worried I'm going to get like really emotional during this episode where like half of it has been me talking about Digit. And also if you're like, oh no, half of it, it's not been half of it. It was half of it. It was half of it. And then our wonderful editor, Ruth, made it not you, ha- half of it. Thank you, Ruth. This has been, no. Um, 
I might get emotional with this like concept, but I really like the idea of this guy like yeah leaves the village and he's going and you see this big tree in the distance. So you, so his journey is linear from the audience's perspective, but you've seen the tree in the distance getting closer for a long time. So you're sort of winding towards it. And he's going to plant this orchid, which we would somehow set up that it represent. If it's all right, I'll stick with it being an old man because that's where we started. We set up somehow that they, you know, that they've lost someone, that they're bringing this flower that represents this person in some way throughout this land. It doesn't have to be treacherous in a like limbo way because that's been my kind of main inspiration for this is that game. Um, I don't think it has to be like traps and stuff waiting for this person, but it, you know, it is like stuff that they have to use their smarts to, to get past and that sort of thing. And then they're kind of moving ever closer to this tree, winding around towards it. But then at like chapter breaks where they're sitting at a fire or something like that, you know, they go to sleep and it's the, uh, except I wouldn't want to imply it's their dream sequence. So maybe they don't go to sleep. Maybe we do something visual. We can think about that to to kind of show that it's like we're passing the torch a little bit to the this like this orchid's perspective it could just be like sitting down at a bench or something like that oh yeah yeah it would be really cool if it were like at first you're like oh he's wandering out into the into the wilderness and then there are these kind of posts set up where you realize like oh no this is a journey that people do take it's like this pilgrimage of sorts and you see like other people oh my god there could be something there's like other people who are grieving leave this like token of it at these benches and you leave yours and you could do it as a um do you know what like a i think it's called a strand like is i haven't heard the term yeah hideo kojima coined the term oh okay cool yeah but um the point is it's a game like death stranding where there is like this component of people leaving each other messages or like items and stuff that they can use so you could do it as like a strand I think it's strand-like. It might be stranding-like, but you could do it as that style of game where you're like leaving these like tokens. Maybe it's like little like, I don't know, maybe stones that you like can carve something into or messages, something along those lines. So each player can do some sort of self-expression. I think there, so, yeah. And then in other players' games, theirs could show up. Yeah, exactly. And it would be in the form of like in-game, like you know, like those piles of stones you see that are like stacked on top of each other. It could be in that kind of style. And if Ooh, you, that's a fun idea. Yeah. And if you like pick one up, you might like see this, see this other player's stone, see the design, the message they wrote on it, something along those lines. And then those kind of moments where you're exploring this path, instead of it being like you go to the right to continue, which is what the player expects, that's kind of like the end point for now. And the player is made to like kind of sit in this space, look at these other tokens and then sit on the bench and it fades into this perspective of he, maybe he's the character sets their backpack down and the orchid is like right front and center in the screen and kind of like pulsing with light or something like that. And so then it's like the orchids playing in this much more like floaty um, kind of like spirit plane style thing. And there could be this like, force that helps them like move their terrain to move through it so kind of it's the process of grieving alongside like visualizing this kind of like ascension to another plane sort of thing and do you see the orchid as digit from cyber chase yes i do because <laughs> that is the only way i can picture it no um do you see the orchid as like are the orchid sections the orchid's idea 
Like, basically, my two thoughts are, it could, one, just be an unrelated journey that the orchid is taking, or not unrelated, but, you know, just, like, it's sort of doing a, like, platformery thing that isn't representative of anything in particular. Or it could be, like, the, how, how the orchid saw, you know, the previous thing, which is maybe more whimsical in a way that might not fit with the tone of the game. I don't think it has to be whimsical, and I think that would be really cool. I don't think it has to be how the orchids saw it, but I think it can be like the orchid chapters follow the same beats as those previous chapters, but maybe lean more more on platformer than puzzle because the players already solved the puzzle. I mean, so from a design perspective, you could see it as like now for a slightly more like challenging version of what you just did with more movement options and stuff like that. Now that you have the solution, let's lean into the platformer piece of this and like, make you work for it it could be something where you actually see if it's sort of like a fairy version of the orchid it could be that you're following along with the person wandering and you're sort of like flitting about you know above them and it could either be whatever section you just passed you see yourself going through it again but now you're playing as this little orchid fairy who's sort of like in a related but not entirely the same plane or, or you know, different perception and, and whatnot. Or it could be in those sections, like the person is just walking in a more normal way, but you're helping them get through. Maybe that's... Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, I think you've got it. I think you've got it. Because I think what you do is, so chapter one, you go through it. You're like, this is really pretty straightforward. And then the first subversion is that you then watch yourself play through the chapter again you you watch the exact motions you did so the game saves whatever you did as this person but then you have to keep up with the person all the way through using this like totally different movement different obstacles because different things would impede you as like this sort of spirit floating after like being this orchid but really being like the spirit that stays with the orchid and so you, so in, in the first chapter, you were just keeping up maybe like occasionally like a person pushed this thing out of the way that also pushed this top thing out of the way for me. And in the original chapter, maybe you're like, oh, why did that thing up there move? I don't understand. Like what would, what purpose would that serve? So there are hints that these, these puzzles have more to them than you think, but you write it off in your head as, oh, those are red herrings. And then you learn, oh no, they were actually puzzles for me in this other form later Maybe there's like a timing piece of it of like, I know because I remember doing this earlier, I know that that's going to switch over now. So I have to have this perfect timing of like, the log is is falling, it's falling, I jump now. And it's like, this prior knowledge you have makes those sections, makes these fairy sections easier. Section two, what they do starts to impede. Oh, wait, oh, no, 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 no. You do this in five chapters and you do it as the five stages of grief. Oh, that's very good. So you've solved it. <laughs> we've, we've we've done game design now. Um, let me let me um, <laughs> Google. Siri, pull up the five stages of grief. <laughs> <laughs> Were you about to make that joke? Well, no, like not in a funny way. I was going to like self-effacingly be like, oh, like let me Google the five stages of grief. Like that's that's kind of goofy. Um, I just want to make sure I have the order right. That's all. Hmm. How do we bargain? We don't, it doesn't have to be super literal. 
but it should be something where it like game... there's an extensive bargaining section <laughs> like crazy mechanics for like four four hundred gold please <laughs> would you like to bet your car on it god <laughs> that car you got when you're in denial um we've got a chapter that's denial so i think that that would have to be that like whatever the person is doing is keeping you from moving forward because that's like denying that they're gone. So it's like denying that they need to make this step. So you, so they are taking this journey, but in doing so, everything they do makes it harder to pass through. Anger, I think, could just be a lot of like less like platforming, more just like deadly obstacles in those sections, right? Like whatever this person's doing is really like... It's shooting weed killer at you. It's shooting, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, oh wait, earlier in those puzzle sections, when I was just spraying weed killer everywhere, <laughs> I think it should also be that it's like you kind of determine that difficulty later. Like if you do a better job with the platforming in that section, it's like maybe it's like something you jump on lets off these spores that then make it really hard to traverse after the fact. They, they let off these spores when you've jumped off of it. And maybe at first you're like, oh, that's like this, that's this kind of annoyance because now I can't jump back. But, but then in the other sections, it's like, no, that's this major annoyance because it's actually blocking my path and the timing's really hard. Right. I think bargaining is where you would start having interplay between the two a little bit, kind of like equal balance of like you. I really like the idea of somehow something you do is helping, but it would be so hard without time travel. Can we do time travel? I was wondering about like if the orchid could do some sort of time dilation thing, partially just so that if the player goes and refills their popcorn, they the orchid player doesn't have to wait a really long time, you know? Or like when they play as the orchid, they don't have to wait a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think long stretches of, of nothing definitely get sped up. Yeah, there are. We can leave that vague and say that there would be some mechanic for that, but... I don't know that it needs time travel and maybe it's a pure thing if it doesn't have it, but I do wonder if that would make sense. I will, sorry, when I say time travel, I literally just mean time travel technology to make it possible for the player to help their past self. Oh, oh, I see. Maybe the chapters, maybe this is messing with it too much. My thought is basically maybe the places where you switch between the fairy and the person are closer together like it's not you know one of each per chapter you get to this obstacle and then you have to sit here and 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 then as the fairy go and do something and then you continue as the fairy until you can't do that anymore and then you that is maybe making it more of a traditional like it might be a less interesting mechanic then wait wait wait, i'm I'm confused are you saying every time because because it could be that the Oh, no, no. Oh, my God. You know, it'd be such a good... I, I think I'm not understanding what you're saying, but you did give me an idea. But I want to understand what you're saying first. Um, Basically, just like I've been thinking about it as each chapter is one section where you're playing as the person and one section where you're playing as the fairy. Right. But it could be that each chapter has multiple sections of each. And so you're basically just there's more like direct interplay between them because like the person goes until they reach some obstacle and then they have to go and get the fairy to help. And then, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like it could be a, a, there could be more of each, which maybe would help with like a bargaining type thing, but I don't know. That's interesting. But I actually think we should save that because I think that when you get to the depression section, they shouldn't, the player 
shouldn't get up. I think that the player just sits. I think the character just sits. And then the fairy is like desperate to move forward. Like the fairy has to, you know, the message of the game is like, you're doing a service to this person by like accepting this. That's so good. Yeah. So it's like they're, they're in this depressive state. They won't move. So then that's the section where the fairy goes first and then you move through it as the person. And it's like the spirit of this other person is lifting you through this section. And then the, and then as the person, it could be a, like a slightly less challenging section just to kind of reflect like, yeah, this they're moving towards acceptance. They're moving towards realizing that this person is still like with them, protecting them. Just visually, it could be cool to sort of blend the two styles. I I picture the person's point of view being like much more sort of concrete and like realistic looking. And then the fairy's point of view being very like, you know, flowery and whatnot. Um, And I think both of them would be pretty delicate, but like sort of having more colors in the in the fairy point of view. And it could be cool to like blend those two styles a little bit more at the end of the game. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Well, I was going to say, I think acceptance, you should really be working together with this spirit. And so like, yeah, blending the styles visually would be the perfect way of going about that. We kind of glossed over bargaining because it kind of got us into this other thing. I like the idea of there being more interplay there, but I, that's not really that's not really what bargaining means in like the grieving sense. Yeah. If it goes from bargaining to depression, it could be that, like, you keep on not quite being able to help each other, you know? And then you get to depression and you aren't helping each other at all. Yeah. I hope we haven't lost anyone with this. <laughs> yeah. we're So something fun about this podcast is we're brothers. Um, that is and fun. I mean, it is, hey, this is fun. And the fun thing about us being brothers is because we've done this kind of thing before sometimes and have these moments of like worrying like what if we're saying things that we know each other well enough that we just understand it but then like (laughs) it's really unclear what we're saying and we're like just like speaking the language i feel like the way that we get on board with each other's ideas it you know we aren't uh we aren't checking tickets at the door you know (laughs) okay i didn't understand that one I'm with you, listener. Ah, oh, oh, dang. I just mean like we, we're, we're very quick to get on board with each other's ideas without checking what they are <laughs> first. <laughs> That's a really funny thing to say. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. I think you're right. Anyway, if you have siblings, you know what I'm talking about. So I am going to just quickly like walk through this idea again, just to recap. And then we can kind of get into where this game goes. The concept here is, the game begins, we understand that this character who we're playing as is is grieving, and they carry this orchid that represents the person that they're grieving with them on this journey outside of their like city walls into the wild. And they clearly have this destination, and you can kind of see it in the distance, and it's this big tree where you're going to plant this orchid at the base of the tree. You play through the level and it's a, the first level and it's a pretty straightforward puzzle platformer. Um, just playing as this character, protecting the orchid and getting through the level to this bench at the end of it where other players and stuff have left these 
stones with kind of like words of encouragement or like words about their own you know process getting through this and you can leave your own there if you want to but you can't progress and uh, you've set your backpack down and the orchid is kind of sitting there glowing softly and the character sits down and then the glow overtakes the screen and we go back to the beginning of the level and we see the level you just played through we see this the character playing through it but they're now playing through the exact actions that you did when you first played through and you're now playing as the spirit of the person that this character is grieving and you are still interacting with the physical world in this way so now there's this sort of different version of the same level where you're like interacting with the level as it exists as this person moves through it you're now moving through the level in this way and then it's five chapters all representing different stages of the grieving process in different ways like through the mechanics of the game i think we've set it up but how do you picture the game ending i mean i think i think this character does plant the orchid because i think we don't need to subvert that expectation and it should be a game about acceptance but like reaching that acceptance yeah my thought was just you're at the base of the tree and you plant an orchid and maybe there are other ones nearby and then it's pretty um i like the idea of that like taking time to just in terms of what the cutscene looks like of like you get there and you dig out the plant the orchid and you like dig out the hole and then it like takes its time in that way but i think that is an it's like nice and very simple yeah i think yeah i think it like an extended simple scene like that i think that to make the ending interesting like not just kind of the satisfying ending for what this is we spent an entire game showing like this person this like living person's refusal to accept this and i think the way you end it is when this character starts to walk away it's like this spirit can't stand it and like tries to keep this other character from leaving and it's just for a moment and they like realize they have to let them go but it's this like it kind of floats both ways of like no you're you're still you're still there like you can't you can't leave me kind of moment it it could even be the extended planting scene and then the person gets up and walks away and then the fairy you know gets up and tries to like pull them back and they keep on walking or or something the other thing you could do is have like they keep a piece of it like they keep a piece of this glow that's been representing the spirit because what i was thinking is you could have a moment where the glow in the plant starts to go out and the character gets really worried about it and rushes to the tree but then the reason the glow has gone out is that the glow has like moved forward and is waiting for them so even the player thinks that the glow is going away but then or like that this spirit is fading away but then like have the player character maybe like break into a little run for the end of this game and be like clinging to this orchid like go from the orchid being in the backpack to like in this character's arms and they're running and the and the glow is going away and they just stop and look at it and then it comes from the other side and they look up and they go and it like the scene changes so you're by this tree and that spirit that you recognize is like floating there like kind of like waiting like excited like bouncing around waiting for this character and it just like it went on ahead and you see all the other like orchids there with these like their own little glows but maybe less clear because we don't know them 
and the glow like goes back into our character's orchid the character plants it and then we signify that now that the spirit doesn't want our player character to leave and then digit walks up and says (laughs) it's time to go (laughs) it's time to go uncover my secret (laughs) oh wait we didn't get to does does this character kind of keep a piece of the spirit with them i don't know how you do that because I'm worried that it becomes convoluted in terms of message. Like, I think the message really is you have to accept letting this move on. We carry these people with us. And I think the kind of final beat of the thing could be we kind of pan out to see everyone has their own, like, version of this. Or, like, a lot of the other people in the town have their own version of this. You know, have their own, like, different, like, spirit with them. But it's, like, a hopeful thing. It's not, like, a sad thing. It's, like, a, like, we all, like, carry other people with us all the time. Maybe it's also just when you get back to town, you're still seeing it through the eyes of the fairy to some extent, which you didn't see at the beginning of the game. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That, that Oh my gosh. No, no, no. That's so good. In that acceptance phase where you said that we start blending these styles, the way our character sees the world changes. And so... The when they go back, they look around and it's like, wait, it's still that same style. And they just you can see them have this moment of like that viewpoint is still with me like that. Like the viewpoint that we used to only have in the fairies sections in the we've ca- we've been calling it a fairy, which is like funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> um, that we used to only have in the spirit sections. That viewpoint is still here and we see them react to it. So we know it's like that character's perspective as well. And we see them, like, be at peace with it. And then, yeah. And then you can do end credits with them having this orchid as a way of saying, like, yeah, the end of this is about they still carry this with them. I think that's a wrap. I think, yeah, I really love that. It's it's the second game we've done about grieving, you know, and looking at grieving through two different perspectives and you're kind of neither as the player right like i'm not making this up right (laughs) right no you're correct anyway don't forget to like and subscribe follow us on social media i'm sure we have social media um i'm sure someone's taking care of that right now don't forget to tell a friend about the podcast if you're enjoying it don't forget to tell me about the podcast because i'm your best friend and until next time we're sorry no 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 no. turn up the theme song (laughs) turn up the theme song and move it back see you next time thank you again for listening we hope you've enjoyed this episode of game jelly i wanted to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who gave us kind words about the debut episode it was really nice to hear after everything keating and ruth and i have done to get this thing off the ground if you've been enjoying the show do go ahead and leave us a rating on spotify or a review on apple podcasts because that helps us with visibility in these early stages and if you're listening to these end credits i'm going to assume you're here to learn who wrote this theme song and where you can hear it This music was written and performed by Dylan Lynch, SoundCloud link in the episode description. Additional music in today's episode was written by myself, Tieran Costello. The show is produced and edited by the amazing Ruth Demery, and Keating Shimeri made the cover art. This has been Game Jelly. Find us on Twitter at Game underscore Jelly, and mark your calendars for a new episode coming at you on Wednesday, November 2nd. Until then, if you know where I can find Kelsey Grammer, do tell. Bye-bye.